Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where people of faith learn how to amplify their professional impact. I'm your host, Monique Carkham Edwards, a New Orleans girl who loves seafood, a wannabe fashion stylist, wife, and mother. I'm also an executive strategist, attorney, and pastor, and I'm here to help you get to the C-suite with your soul right. So y'all know that in addition to speaking and writing, I coach professionals in the areas of leadership development, career strategy, and image management. And I often hear the following from clients or potential clients. This is what I hear. Monique, I'm being passed over for promotion. I'm not being given the opportunities that I'm looking for. I'm not valued or rewarded like I should be by my employer. And when my clients are people of color or women, which many of them are, there may be some other factors at work that are influencing their promotion and their opportunities. Things like unconscious bias, racism, sexism, or one or more of any number of isms. But what I often find is that while some of those things may be at work, often there's something else that's keeping my folks from being seen, valued, and appreciated. And often it's this, when I find smart, capable, experienced folks who are not getting their due at work, I often find that there's one thing they haven't done. And this one thing that they haven't done holds them back. Here's the one thing. They haven't figured out how to become undeniable. Undeniable. They haven't figured out how to position themselves as the hands down best person to fulfill that role. They haven't established themselves as the no brainer choice to lead that project. They have not figured out how to become undeniable. Because when you figure out how to best position yourself so that you are seen as the best to ever do it, you will become undeniable. Now, I know some of you are thinking, Mo, you don't know my work environment. It's racist. It's sexist. Or there's some ageism going on. I'm a millennial and they have something against millennials. Or I'm over 40 and they only give these opportunities to the younger employees. Listen, y'all, I'm a black woman who has spent the better part of the past 30 years working in organizations with folks who don't look like me. I have been, as Shonda Rhimes put it, first, only, and different more times than I care to count. And I can tell you that there will always be some level of unfairness, prejudice, some level of discrimination. That's the world we live in. That's all real stuff that you and I got to figure out a way to make our way through. But I have to believe that as people of faith, because this is the Graceful Hustle podcast with the emphasis being on grace and God's grace. I have to believe that as people of faith, that God has called us not to just occupy these spaces where we are first only different, but to light those suckers up with excellence and achievement. Because we serve a God who has declared that we would be the head and not the tail. We serve a God who says that we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved us. We serve a God who says that we can do all things through Christ. 
We serve a God who promised that our gifts would make room for us and bring us into the presence of important and influential people. So there has got to be a place and a space that he has carved out for us to be successful in our work, a place and a space where our gifts glorify him and, and, and they bring us professional fulfillment and financial reward. So it's against that backdrop of faith that we're operating. And it's through this lens of a can-do spirit that I'm bringing you this podcast about becoming undeniable. I know all the other stuff is out there, but God is greater. Last summer, Serena Williams was giving an interview to Harper's Bazaar magazine. And she talked about how she has been treated or mistreated throughout her career. And most recently, at the time when she was being accused of cheating, this was a controversial U.S. Open finals match. I think it was against Naomi um, Osaka in 2018. And during that face-off, she received a violation or some kind of penalty after the umpire accused her and her coach of signaling to each other while the match was going on. That accusation ticked Serena off, and in expressing that emotion, she broke her tennis racket in frustration. I think she threw it down, and then she was hit with a $17,000 fine. And in this interview with Harper's Bazaar magazine, here's what Serena Williams had to say about that incident. She said, I felt defeated and disrespected by a sport that I love, one that I had dedicated my life to, and that my family had truly changed, not because we were welcomed, but because we wouldn't stop winning. There are so many environments that we enter where because of our gender, our ethnicity, our social standing, you name it, we are going to be treated unfairly. But my son and I were having this conversation a couple weeks ago about something that he didn't think was fair. And I told him, I said, here's the difference between champions and other people. Champions know how to win when it's not fair. And Serena Williams said, we changed the game, not because they welcomed us. Nobody rolled out the hello, welcome to this sport wagon for us. We changed the game because we simply wouldn't stop winning. So when you make up your mind that you simply won't stop winning, you won't stop producing results, you won't stop making sales, you won't stop improving operations, you won't stop increasing free cash flow, you won't stop driving efficiencies, you won't stop improving business outcomes, you won't stop delighting customers and clients at every turn. It won't be a matter of who won't let you. The question will be who can stop you. Because when you commit to performing and delivering value at a high level, you will create your own lane and that will cause you to change the game. Not because you were welcomed because you just wouldn't stop winning. And that's how you become undeniable. So the next question is, how do you position yourself to hashtag stay winning? How do you position yourself to be undeniable? One of the main keys to becoming undeniable that I encourage my clients to master is to know their unique personal value proposition or their PVP. So let's break that down. What's a value proposition? 
A value proposition is simply a promise of value to be delivered. Now, while we may not think of value propositions explicitly, we make decisions based on value propositions every day. As consumers, we make buying decisions based on a product's unique value proposition. You may be listening to this podcast on your smartphone and whether it's an Apple iPhone or Samsung Galaxy, you made the decision to purchase your phone based on the unique value proposition that you believed your phone held. You made a decision to purchase an Apple or Samsung based on what you thought made it different from its competitor. So you decided to buy that iPhone based on the value that the iPhone promised to uniquely deliver. Maybe you purchased the Samsung because you believe it had a superior camera to other phones. So your decision to buy Samsung was based on a promise to deliver you that specific value or to deliver on that unique value proposition that maybe iPhone didn't offer you. So as it relates to your professional career, what's your unique personal value proposition? If I were to ask you, why should an employer hire you instead of someone else? Or if I were to ask, why should you be promoted to that position instead of someone else? Or why should you be chosen to lead that initiative or that team rather than someone else? Your answer to any of those questions, why you versus anybody else, that's your unique personal value proposition. Or asked differently, what's your secret sauce? Now you may be thinking, Mo, you know, I don't really know what my personal value proposition is. I don't know what my unique value proposition is. How do I figure that out? Have no fear because as always, I got you. I'm here giving you three things to think about so you can figure that out. First thing to think about, consider your background and your previous experiences. Think on your current role. What do people seek you out for? What do people come to you for help on that they don't go to other people for help on? What are you known for? Also think back on times when you were successful in previous positions or times when you were praised or rewarded by your boss or your leader. What did you do to earn that recognition? What traits, what skills, what abilities helped you achieve success? And this has to be specific. So let's take an example. Let's say for instance, you are in CRM, customer relationship management or business development. It can't be, well, I'm good with people. What specifically makes you good with people? Are you especially savvy in repairing relationships with unhappy clients? Maybe you have a knack for identifying and implementing strategies to retain customers and thereby you lower your company's customer acquisition costs. Be specific about what sets you apart because these are the things that are going to make you unique. Now, a good compliment to this episode is our podcast. I think it was episode number seven. I was built this way for a reason. It's about identifying and playing to your strengths. So you'll find some good tips there that'll help you figure out what sets you apart. But there's your background and your previous experiences, what you've done. But then there's a difference between what you've done and who you are. Which brings me to the second thing you need to consider when trying to figure out your unique value proposition. Number two, identify and own the personality traits that set you apart. What do people love about you? 
What do current or former colleagues or customers or bosses consistently say about you that's positive? Think about what family and friends celebrate about you. Then look for ways to apply these aspects of your personality to your career. So think about it. Maybe you're a person who will say what everybody else is thinking. Maybe you're the person who gives healthy pushback, or maybe you are, as my friend Vanessa says, the disturbing voice of reason. So maybe part of your unique value proposition could be that you're a truth teller. You're not the person that's going to tell the boss what she wants to hear. You're the person that's going to tell her what she needs to hear so that she can understand potential risk, landmines, um, opportunities, and maybe she can position the department strategically and be more equipped to do that because you've said some things that other people don't want to say. Or maybe you're calm and patient. And so maybe part of your unique value proposition is that in pressure cooker situations, you know how to stay focused and unflappable. And therefore you deliver big results when the stakes are high. Perhaps you're intellectually curious and you have a great financial acumen and you can play that into your unique value proposition by positioning yourself as a leader who's innovative, but also has what it takes to successfully manage the P&L so you can innovate profitably. So step number three is to, step number two, I'm sorry, is to identify and own who you are. Those personality traits that make you unique. Now, once you've identified how your experience and your skills could be uniquely valuable to your organization, and you've owned the personality traits that make you unique. The third step is to ask yourself why your leadership would care about any of that. So the third step is consider what your leadership finds valuable. Companies want employees who will bring a perspective, a skill set, or an ability that will help them achieve business goals. And while there are many unique skill sets, experiences, and backgrounds that could set you apart, you will only be undeniable when you have the skill set, experience, or background, or personality traits that your company values. Well, Mo, how can I tell what my company values? Look at who gets developed, respected, included, promoted, and rewarded. Those are the people your company values. I don't care what they say. I don't care what behaviors are written and promoted on the walls. You got to look at what's happening in the halls. So no matter what else they say, look at those people who are being promoted, valued, respected, included, rewarded. Look at them. Really look at them. What skills do they have? What perspectives do they bring? What backgrounds do they have? How have they positioned themselves within the organization? What departments do you find most of those people in? Because all departments are not created equally. Cost centers are often not as well regarded as profit centers within companies. So it's incumbent upon you to connect the dots between your answers to questions one and two, your experiences and your personal traits with what your company values. I once worked in an environment where I was utilized heavily. I was worked like a dog, but I wasn't valued. 
I had lots of experience. I had lots of skills and tools to offer. And on the surface, it would have seemed that this organization would jump at the chance to leverage those. But what I brought to the table just wasn't what that boss valued. And after a while, being there was like having a root canal, y'all. It was painful. So I left that role and I moved to a very different organization. And at this new organization, I was promoted two times in less than 18 months using the very same skills that I had in the previous role. What was the difference? This time, I took the time to identify my unique value proposition and I doubled down on it. I had to resist the urge to let the prior negative experience cause me to change who I was and what I had to offer. And I was intentional about finding an organization that valued what I had to offer. And I dialed into and I delivered on what that organization valued and rewarded. So those are the three main questions to answer when identifying what's my unique value proposition. Now, once you've done this, your next step is to take a stab at writing out your personal value proposition. This statement should be clear. It needs to be compelling. And above all, it needs to be concise. Nobody wants a whole paragraph about what makes you special. People want like three sentences, two sentences. Okay. So write it in your own voice so that it sounds like you. And if you were asked in an interview or in a casual conversation, what makes you special? Why should we hire you over the last five people that we've interviewed? You should be very comfortable in giving this answer. So it needs to be true to who you are. So true to who you are that it rolls off your tongue. Now I often get the question, what's the difference between my unique value proposition and my brand, my brand, unless you've been under a rock for the past 10 years, you have undoubtedly heard about the importance of your professional brand. And there are tons of definitions about what the term brand means as it relates to professional branding. And for our purposes today, I'm going to define your professional brand as what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's what your HR director and your senior leadership say about you when they're doing succession planning and your name and your profile come up for review. Now, when I work with my clients and we identify their unique value proposition, we figure out what their brand is, of course, but often we find that there's a gap between their brand, what people say about them when they're not in the room and what they themselves see as their unique value proposition. So there's a, a gap between or a difference in what people say about them when they're not in the room and what they say about themselves. And as a coach, what that tells me is my clients knew, know who they are. They know what makes them unique and they know what they bring to the table, but other people don't get it. There's a disconnect there. You can be great at certain things, but nobody knows it because if they knew it, they'd be saying it when you're not in the room, but nobody knows it because you're not speaking up about it. You're not raising your hand. You're not stepping up. You're not being heard. And so what I often tell my clients is stop hiding in plain sight, bring forth, boldly bring forth your unique value proposition in all is glory. So when you start walking in the fullness of your unique value proposition, when you start showing people at work who you are and what you're capable of, 
and you're doing that and what you're doing is what they value, you will become undeniable. Now you may be thinking, Mo, that sounds good, but how do I go about doing that? How do I go about, you know, no longer hiding in plain sight? Those are the things that I work on with my clients to identify based on their unique circumstances, their specific career goals, their work environment, their interpersonal dynamics. So it would be impossible for me. And I think also irresponsible of me on this podcast to try to give you some one size fits all approach or advice. But I do understand how it can be intimidating for you to put yourself out there. But I recognize that even though it's intimidating, you can start small. One simple way that you could start small is to speak up in meetings. Just speak up, give an opinion, throw out an idea. If you don't think you have the answers, that's fine. You don't have to have all the answers. You can ask a question that advances the, the discussion. You can ask a question to make sure that certain risks have been thought of or certain other potential downsides have been mitigated. Get used to hearing and asserting your voice into the conversation. You have to speak up because it's then that your colleagues can begin to hear and appreciate all of the experiences and the perspectives and the skills that make up your unique value proposition. And you can also enhance your executive presence in in the process. That's just one of the things that I'll be covering in my upcoming online group coaching experience that I'm going to be offering. I'm going to be releasing that in the next couple of weeks. So make sure that you get on my mailing list, go to speakmonique.com so that you don't miss it. You'll get the email when all the information drops. But when you can establish your unique value proposition, then you are on your way to becoming undeniable, whether it's at your current organization or whether you're like me and you got to bust a move, you got to make a move to a better organization or a better position. Establish your unique value proposition, identify it, get comfortable with it and double down on it. That's how you become undeniable. Serena Williams didn't become undeniably the greatest female tennis player and some say the greatest tennis player in history, male or female. She didn't become that by adopting somebody else's style. She didn't become that by following somebody else's path. She would not stop winning as her unique, valuable self. She is undeniable. And I know that circumstances may be unfair. I know they're all of the isms, but champions learn how to win even when it's not fair. This has been episode 23 of the Graceful Hustle podcast. Be undeniable. Listen, if this podcast has helped you, blessed you, encouraged you in any way, please help me. Y'all, one of my goals this quarter is to double the number of listeners that I currently have. That's right, double. And I'm asking for your help. Would you please share this podcast with 10 people that you know? Coworkers, you can share it with members of your house of worship. Maybe there are people in your employee resource group, maybe at the next meeting, you can raise it as a resource for the folks in that group, people in your sorority or your fraternity, folks in your connect group. 
may be people in your professional or your industry associations. I just need you to thoughtfully share it with 10 people. You can text them or email them the link asking them to listen and to subscribe. I would be so appreciative if you guys would help me to reach my goal. I am trying to establish a place and a space where people of faith can come and get the valuable tools that they need to amplify their impact, glorify their God and be rewarded in the process. So I'm thanking you in advance for your help in this effort. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Take good care and I'll see you at the top.